Christmas time is here. <laughs> and cheers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. It's it Christmas is, Eve. It is the twenty fourth. We're here with you today. Uh, no, uh, some of y'all are still asleep. Some of y'all are waking up, getting everything going for the next couple of days, uh, getting everything set up and ready to go, all the fun. Some of y'all are out shopping with your last minute procrastinations, and some of y'all are working, and I'm sorry for that. That's true. <laughs> but we can still be here to bring you some Christmas joy. Uh, we're gonna have a you know we're gonna have a normal show today, but it's gonna be all slightly more Christmassy. And uh, instead of Manic Monday, today is all Christmas music. Uh, we're playing nothing but Christmas music all day today and all day tomorrow on Christmas. We won't have a show tomorrow though, just today. Uh, tomorrow it's just solid Christmas music all day. All day Christmas music. Midnight to midnight. Um, but I don't yeah. know about you, but I'm excited. <laughs> but today, you get to, uh, well, we get to come into your, your lives once um, just, to, just to celebrate the holiday with you. We're happy to be here. We're glad that you're with us. And on today's show, Ridiculous Christmas Controversies. Really? Again? <laughs> oh, there's more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Favorite Christmas car karaoke and... Memories of Christmas's past. Aww. But first, today is, as we said, December 24th. What holidays are we celebrating today? You know, we have the very obvious <coughs> one that everyone knows. It is Christmas Eve. It is Christmas's wife. It is. <laughs> Wait, is that not what that means? <laughs> that took you off guard? What's going on here? <laughs> So, um, no, Matt, yesterday was Christmas Adam. No. Today is Christmas Eve. Ugh. Ugh. I don't understand the whole Christmas Adam thing. I really don't. Because Adam comes before Eve. I know, but we don't do that for any other thing that's an Eve. We, we do don't that for have New Year's any Eve. other... Oh. Uh, uh, what? What's the thing that's a week away? <laughs> hey, shut up, you. <laughs> Holly and we have Jeez. All Hallows Eve, which is Halloween. Yeah, who really says All Hallows Eve? <laughs> Back in the 1800s, they did it all the time. Stop being such a stinkhead. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Yesterday was Christmas, Adam. Today is Christmas Eve. Uh, Tomorrow is their baby, Christmas. <laughs> okay. Today's also Last Minute Shoppers Day, <laughs> as you alluded to earlier. Yep. I know that there are some of y'all out there right now. You've got us in your earbuds as you are frantically trying to find your last minute gifts. Hey, go to Walgreens, man. They're going to be open. They got, you buy three gifts for 20 bucks and they're decent enough. They'll last a few months. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <coughs> I'm serious. They got, they got a nice little toy, toy aisle with something for everybody, man. Something for everybody. They do have something for everybody. For there. kids. And then they got a nice aisle of things for adults, too. They do. They got some multi-tools. They got some games. And then when all else fails, man, they got... And yeah. They got all kinds of candy. That's true. All kinds you of know, Christmas candy. For for the Scrooge in your life, there's plenty of pain medication <laughs> options as well. <laughs> Here's some cough drops. Suck on them. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, you know what I haven't seen this year? What? And I usually find it at Walgreens first. What? And I'm a little disappointed. What? Because it was something that I was letting myself break my diet for when I found it. What? Wavy Lay's. The chocolate-covered ones. Oh, I didn't know that they had those. They've come out with them like every year for the last three or four years. But it's usually like at the beginning of December. And here it is. I still haven't found them. Which I don't think that means they don't have them. This Are year. they good? They're fantastic. Yeah? So what <clears throat> What they do is like the whole chip is not covered. It's kind of like they... It's kind of like they have a conveyor belt of chocolate that they drop the chips into. So there are several parts of the chip that are uncovered. Okay. So you get a very nice blend of saltiness in with the chocolate. And it also keeps some of the crispiness because not the whole, the whole thing hasn't been covered in it. Mm-hmm. And they are just, oh, they're dang good. I like the original milk chocolate ones, but they've also come out with dark chocolate ones. And they've come out with milk chocolate ones with almond bits. Sprinkled on top as well. They're all pretty good. Interesting. But just they ain't here. They ain't here, man. Huh. Haven't seen it online either. Haven't seen it anywhere. Well then. You know what I did buy, wind up doing though? I did buy a box of uh, the Christmas Crunch. Did ya? Uh, but we've already eaten it. <laughs> Which I knew was going to happen. I knew it. I was like, there's no way this is going to survive in my house a week, let alone a year. For next year. So, you disappoint me. Eh, it was good. I'm glad that it was good. You disappoint me. I know. Um, and lastly, it is National Eggnog Day. Not to be confused with Egg Dog Day. Ugh, don't make me hurl. You don't like eggnog? Aw, oh, Matt. Nope. I love eggnog. What's the alcohol that usually goes in eggnog? I have no idea. I don't put alcohol in mine. Go figure. I think it's bourbon. I don't know. I have no idea. But somewhere in the past, somebody said, you know what would make this party better? Four raw eggs and some bourbon. And they made eggnog. Well, (laughs) I like my eggnog sprinkled with nutmeg and cinnamon on top. If you don't do that, then it's just not good. I have heard that that is a crucial element. And if I were ever to try eggnog, I would definitely make sure that that was a part of it. But just the idea of it. Makes me want to vomit. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I've never been appealed appealed to it. I've never appealed to it. I've never been appealed by it. It's never appealed to me. There we go. It's not appealing. There we go. It's not a banana. Uh, bourbon and spiced rum. <coughs> it is bourbon? What? Bourbon and spiced rum. Mm. Yep. Spiced rum. Speaking of spiced drinks, do you remember the Christmas Pepsi? No. It was a Christmas spiced Pepsi. And it had like nutmeg and a couple other things in it. And it was great. I think they, they might have only done it one, maybe two years. I remember one of the years I was in, or at least the year I remember it, I was in high school. But uh, yeah, they only came out with it at Christmas. It was good. It was really good. It's not coming up in Google. There it is. Christmas Spiced Pepsi. Huh. Yeah. Had a nice little uh, little Christmassy scene on the can instead of a logo. Yep. Yeah. Pepsi Cola Holiday Spice. That's what it was. Holiday Spice Pepsi. Yeah. It was really good. The winter tradition that could have been. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what the article's called? Yeah. 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 In Thanksgiving of 2004. 
Okay, yeah. So it would have been, yeah, it would have been my... My gracious, that's 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it was good. Then we have failures like Pepsi Blue that came out and lasted for years, and it was garbage. Yeah, they also had pumpkin spice. Mm, I don't think I tried that's that okay. one. That's <coughs> okay. Keep that. that Keep that one. Holiday spice sounds good, though. <coughs> it really was good. It paired paired really well with actual Pepsi. I mean, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it did feel like you were drinking Christmas. Yeah. Really did. Christmas in a cup. It's Christmas. All right. It's Christmas. Well, are you ready for quote unquote? Happy Christmas. Matt. I'm ready. Okay. Quote unquote me on that. All right. Charles, <laughs> Charles Spurgeon <laughs> has been quoted uh, saying, and when the Lord Jesus has become your peace, remember, there is another thing. Goodwill towards men. Do not try to keep Christmas without good will towards men. Amy Grant says, faith is salted and peppered through everything at Christmas. And I love at least one night by the Christmas tree to sing and feel the quiet holiness of that time that's set apart to celebrate love, friendship, and God's gift of the Christ child. Mm. Bill Crowder says, the great challenge left to us is to cut through all the glitz and glam of the season that has grown increasingly secular and commercial and be reminded of the beauty of the one who is Christmas. Norman Vincent Peale said, I truly believe that if we keep telling the Christmas story, singing the Christmas songs, and living the Christmas spirit, we can bring joy and happiness and peace to this world. And John R. Rice says, you can never truly enjoy Christmas until you can look up into the Father's face and tell him you have received his greatest gift. <laughs> All right. We have a Christmas version of Onion Not Onion today. What? <clears throat> I've got two Christmassy headlines. And you're, I'm just going to talk like this the whole episode. All right. I'm good with that. <laughs> no, stop that. Oh, two headlines. <laughs> one of them's real. One of them is the onion. you got to tell me which one's real, Mo. And uh, you can play along at home. Is it real? If you want to. You want to? You want to? Let's do Would it. Would you, did you? <laughs> All right. Number one study. Broken ornaments relegated to lonely existence on side of tree facing wall. Or, just in time for Christmas, KFC releases fried chicken scented fire logs. The first one. First one? Wrong. Really? See, you had that straight last week. No, KFC. (laughs) You'll never settle for a boring fire scented fire again. For more than a million years, mankind has been attempting to improve upon the simple fire. We've tried burning different things like sticks or leaves or various incrementing documents. Incriminating documents, dang it. Uh, We've tried making fires last longer. We've even figured out how to turn them into different colors. All of that experimentation, all of that innovation has culminated in this event. The KFC 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log from Envirolog. Imbued with the unmistakable mouth-watering aroma of Colonel Sanders' secret recipe, the KFC 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log finally puts to rest the age-old dilemma. How can I make this fire a hundred bajillion times better? 
This one-of-a-kind fire log from EnviroLog, a leading manufacturer of fire logs, made of 100% recycled materials, is the result of countless hours of research and development, all done over the last couple of months since we had this idea. Pick up a fire log today, and you'll be wondering how you were ever able to enjoy a fire that didn't smell like fried chicken. Each fire log can burn up to two and a half to three hours, can be stored and no shelf life, uh, store in a safe, dry area away from pets, <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, may result in a craving for fried chicken. Uh, we know the fire log smells great, but please do not attempt to eat it. May attract bears or neighbors who are hungry. Please don't put face directly into fire and attempt to smell the fried chicken. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. These are available on KFC.com for $19, and they were limited to one per customer. But at last check, they have completely sold out. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know how many they had to begin with, but if they were limited to one per customer, that means quite a few people bought them. $19 chicken fire log. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be cool. Ew. What? I like the smell of fried chicken. It's no. just like It's just like buying a candle that smells like cookies, you know? Buy a fire log that smells like fried chicken. I don't know. <laughs> but that is definitely something you don't want to take on a camping trip. Because <laughs> that will bring bears. <laughs> Every bear in 10 mile radius. I smell chicken. Right? Nobody What's that delicious smell? Oh, man. Yep. That's, right. that's, well, that's our truth. We're living our truth right now. Bummer. <laughs> hey, you're looking at our Christmas picture card thing actually what i'm looking at is the pretty little picture of holly oh don't don't encourage her (laughs) (laughs) she spends too much time every year she's done this every year even before we were married when we would give out little cards really she would she would sit there and she draws a little holly thing in the corner which is cute but there have been times where i'm like we need these done now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've ever noticed it in the past. No? Uh-uh. Well, there have been a couple of years where I was the one that labeled them. Okay. And I think in the last couple of years, they were, they've been my chore. I was going to say, because I don't remember Deidre's handwriting either. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty... And in fact, yeah, this might be the first year in, in several that she's been in charge of it. But for the bulk of the most of our... The bulk of the most of. For the bulk of our marriage, she's been the one in charge of drawing the little holly thing in the corner. It's very pretty and <coughs> festive, and I like it. Do you like the picture? I do. Keep yeah. doing it, D. It's cute. Keep living your best life. It's a cute little holly leaf. Can you see my face? Three berries. Best life? You live your best life now? We're going to talk about that sometime, aren't we? Uh, I don't know. Yes! I don't know if I, don't know if I want to get into it with you. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, it's Christmas. Let's just be nice to Joel. Joel, be nice. I mean, wait. Joel, we're nice to you. Merry Christmas, Joel. Merry Christmas. (laughs) And a happy new year. All right. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break and get some music going. Uh, we've got nothing but Christmas music today. Uh, we got some of our favorites. Hopefully, hopefully you've been listening over the last 12 days when we had our 12 nights of Christmas. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, I have a fear that, you know, a lot of you out there think you're going to hear 
the K-Love Christmas channel going on there with just the standard stuff you hear all the time. But you ain't. You ain't, man. You're gonna, I mean, there's we got some of the class, you know, classic Christmas ones on there, the the Toby Max and the what have you. But for King and Country? For King and Country. But but we also have, you know, like August Burns Red and uh Project eighty six and Peabod and KJ five two and all kinds of fun things. And Sherman? DJ Madge. That's P- that's Mr. Peabody. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is just Peabody. I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, really good stuff. Enjoy it. We will be back at the top of the next hour, and we will continue on with the show. Uh, until then, uh, stick around. When we come back, crazy Christmas controversies. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Christmas Here we are. It is the second hour. What the world did you just sing? I thought you were singing Christmas Time is Here. And then you sang again and it changed. That is a song. Christmas I Time just... is Here Again? Yeah. I thought you were, but I thought you were singing the the Peanuts. Christmas Time is Here. Happiness and cheer. Whatever. Fun for all the children go. You want me to sing something else? Their favorite time of year. You ready to get this stuck in your head? Gooley. What? Ready to get it stuck in your head? Sure. Christmas Eve, do 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 do. Christmas Eve, do 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 do. Christmas Eve, do 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 do. Christmas Eve. Santa shark, do 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 do. Santa. No, Santa's coming, do 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 do. Santa's coming, do 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 do. Santa's coming, do 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 do. Santa's coming. Wrap your gifts, do 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 do. Wrap your gifts, do 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 do. Wrap your gifts. We want people to listen to the radio station, not immediately turn it off. Oh. Gosh. That was the perfect toss. It arced so long, it hung in the air. She it was threw beautiful. a lot of paper clips at me. <laughs> How did it hang in the air so long? I ducked thinking that it was clearly going to pass me. No. Nope. And, just... and wow. landed perfectly in your neck shoulder crease. My neck shoulder crease. Don't say that. that sounds gross. What? In your neck shoulder crease. <laughs> what is that? That's what it is. <laughs> it hit me in the head. <laughs> Into my collarbone area. <laughs> <laughs> Why does neck shoulder crease sound bad? I don't know, but it sounds gross. Okay. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> oh, Matt. What? You can't be one of those people who can't get be offended, offended by neck shoulder creases. Neck shoulder crease. Seriously? Like if I it said something weird. else, I like could understand moist. your offense. Stop it! You know what I'm looking forward to this Christmas season? Don't you say it. A moist ah! turkey. Da, 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 da. Some more. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be known that we had a staring contest with 
Who's, when's he going to say it? When's he going to say it? I got to throw her off. Uh, <laughs> we could barely look at each other long enough without busting out laughing. <laughs> that was pretty good. Pretty good quick draw. Hey. Hey. I think we got some five Christmas facts ready do to we? go. It's They're all Christmas? All I'm Christmassy. so excited. Okay, are we ready? Let's do it. Number one, the Montgomery Ward Department Store created Rudolph the Red... Rudolph the Reindeer as a marketing gimmick to encourage children to buy their Christmas coloring books. The original Rudolph did not have a red nose. In that day and age, red noses were seen as an indicator of chronic alcoholism and Montgomery Ward didn't want him to look like a drunkard. <laughs> to complete the original picture, he was almost named Reginald or Rollo. <laughs> Rollo the brown nose reindeer. So there you go. There's Never something. Had a drink in his life. There's something for people to take offense to. His <clears throat> red nose was due to him being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, number two. Most of the eight reindeer have male sounding mm-hmm. names. Male reindeer shed their antlers in winter, however, so the reindeer pulling Santa sleigh are more than likely female or castrated. <laughs> or castrated. Sorry about that, guys. Mm-hmm. Yet, Ouch. Yet. Ouch. I can't say neck and shoulder crease because that's offensive. Yeah. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The three uh. traditional colors of most Christmas decorations are red, green, and gold. Red symbolizes the blood of Christ. Green symbolizes life and rebirth. And gold represents light, royalty, and wealth. Woop and of course, gold was one of the gifts that was given to Jesus. So, you and then know. the other two were essential oils. <laughs> Did you see what, the? Thing what is in? myrrh? Myrrh is technically it's a burial spice, but it's right usually in an oil. Um, but where does it originate from, though? Is it a plant? I'm assuming so. I don't know, <coughs> but I know that I was told that. Uh, the reason that they were given frankincense and myrrh is because they were essential oils that supposed to help them in their life. Then I looked it up, and frankincense is mainly used for arthritis. And that's exactly what a baby needs. Frankincense is actually a healing oil, and yeah. it can be used for anything. But the main thing it was listed was arthritis. I don't know why they have it listed as arthritis. I used it when I got the, the burn on my arm. Yeah. From the car accident. Mm-hmm. I used it to help heal with that scar. Mm. And as you can see, you can barely tell. <laughs> and as you can barely see. I mean, uh, and then myrrh, the number one use that was listed was for hemorrhoids. <laughs> well, babies got to push sometimes, so. <laughs> babies don't get hemorrhoids. They, Come on. They could. No, hemorrhoids are mostly caused by sitting. Too much, you know? Well, babies sit a lot, too. But they have a diaper. They have a cushiony diaper. Whatever. Yeah, man, man. I don't know Someone said, well, then it was probably for Mary. Right? I'm like, well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says they brought the baby gifts, not Mary. So. They probably did bring (laughs) Mary the frankincense and the myrrh, and the gold was for Jesus. (laughs) The way I've always heard is that all three of them were supposed to be symbolic. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But, okay. (coughs) Prophet, Um, priest, and king, y'all. 
Uh, Paul McCartney's Christmas song is widely regarded as the worst of all the songs he ever recorded, yet he earns $400,000 a year off of it. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I like it. I like it. Family Force 5 did a version of it that I also like a lot. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good song. I think it's a good song. And lastly, Black Friday is not the busiest shopping day of the year. That honor goes to the Friday and Saturday before Christmas. Mm. So, it was yesterday or the weekend. Lazy, procrastinating people. Mm. Like lazy. last year. Listen, I don't feel like <laughs> lazy and procrastinator go hand in hand. Because you, when you procrastinate on something, it's not as if you're not doing anything else in that Oh, no. Time. Sometimes. I remember procrastinating on a lot of school projects thinking, eh, I got two weeks for that. I will play video games instead. That's See, not... but you're playing video games. Okay, you're... Well, okay. well, okay. I'm not going to be a, a vegetable <laughs> and just sit and drool on myself. They're going to say, no, see, you're drooling on yourself. Exactly. That's something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. You're ridiculous. Well, you know. Ridiculous. Give Matt, me a give gift me a top of, list. Give me a gift of not being ridiculous, Mo. Oh! <gasps> That's what I want. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Let's see if you like me when I'm not myself. And a Mo who is less ridiculous. On the... Have you... Did I already ask you this question? I think I might have a couple weeks ago. Have you heard the 179 Days of Christmas yeah. song? I haven't heard it. You already asked me. Yeah. I refuse to listen to it. <laughs> and some of it is inappropriate. Unappropriate. Unappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> so you can't even try to be a serious person. Shut your body up. reacted. I was like, no. I'm not Too serious. serious. Too serious. She's going into survival <coughs> mode. <coughs> All right. We have a top list. Let me hear it. But I don't have it open yet. So you're going to have to wait. Please, Tell me a story while we wait for this to open. Tell me a story. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ridiculous we go. Christmas controversies that have actually happened. We have got 13 of them. Let's talk about it. Okay, I'm listening. Here is what is widely considered the first Christmas controversy. Okay. Do you want to know what it's about? No. It's about the pagan origins. Oh, of course no. it is. <laughs> so, very first one. It it was initiated by none other than Christians. Their gripe was not the perceived war on Christmas as we talked about last week, but rather the ones who initiated the war, which even included legal penalties. Uh, it started in the 17th century where Puritans rebelled against King Charles I and won. The resulting Puritan government then proceeded to ban Christmas. Puritans believed that the holiday uh, was heretical in practice because it was rooted in pagan origin. Where the Puritans canceled Christmas, they forbade traditional Christmas expressions, shops were ordered to stay open, churches were shut down, and ministers were arrested for preaching on Christmas Day. Woo! That was the first one. <coughs> I don't know why things like this surprise me anymore. <coughs> right? Uh, all right. War on Christmas. This is the second one. Uh, probably the most wild sp widespread Christmas controversy of them all has been labeled the War on Christmas, a term that you've probably heard by now many, many times. Uh, the holiday war started with the Puritans 
Uh, but in this day and age, however, the War on Christmas started with a 2005 book by radio host John Gibson, and he entitled it The War on Christmas, How the Liberal Plot to Ban the Sacred Christian Holiday is Worse Than You Thought. The book alleged that there was a liberal antagonism toward the holiday. This was further exacerbated by Bill O'Reilly from Fox News, who went on to accuse liberals of trying to uh, or of tying the Christmas situation into secular progressive politics. In essence, some people believe there is a systematic attempt to eliminate anything that is remotely religious from Christmas. <clears throat> In particular, some Christians believe Christ is being taken out of Christmas, and Donald Trump has used this word, war on Christmas, uh, this phrase, war on Christmas, as an example, and a political promise to bring back Christmas. The problem is Christmas never left. There's no evidence of an organized attack on Christmas in the United States. Christmas is a holiday like any other holiday and is celebrated differently by many people who share many backgrounds and many beliefs. <sighs> I feel like I have just found what my fire starter for the next year is going to be. Fire starter. Yeah. You don't want the KFC fire log? Uh, no. <laughs> they can keep that. that I will like use the, the book War on Christmas <laughs> to start all my fires. Uh, all right. The next one is the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer oh, controversy, yeah, which yeah, we had yeah. already talked about a, a couple weeks ago. Hey, I'm proud of us. We're like up. Yeah. We are up on the times. Mm -hmm. Where Rudolph left a bad taste of bullying in everybody's mouth. Uh, <laughs> we talked about how the controversy was dumb because that's exactly what the stupid show was about. It was about how they were bad and bullying and terrible to him and how they prejudged him and realized at the end that he had something to offer. <clears throat> so, yeah, don't be stupid. Uh, <laughs> a recent poll found that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was among the most beloved Christmas movies, with 83% of participants finding it favorable. So, at least we have that, right? Yeah, at least we have 83% of people who... just a few wacky, wacky folks <laughs> reading the Huffington Post. <laughs> They're always the loud people, the loudest ones, the All ones right. who make the biggest scene. <laughs> so this one I completely get. Black Pete. Okay. Mo, Mo just gave me the weirdest look. There are many characters associated with Christmas stories. However, one character has proven to be particularly offensive. Black Pete is a character associated with the Christmas holidays in the Netherlands who often accompanies their version of Santa Claus. He is usually represented with a black face and curly black hair. Opponents argue that the character is filled with offensive racist undertones and the portrayal is part of a historically negative stereotype of black people during uh, dating back to colonialism, including portraying black people as stupid, lazy, and uncivilized caricatures for entertainment, quote-unquote. But what makes it even worse is that they don't use a black person. They always use a white person in blackface. I mean... There are some things I completely don't understand why there's an issue. This, I don't understand how it's not a bigger issue. Because it's in the Netherlands. <laughs> That's why. Uh, I'm looking at pictures. I googled it. Yeah. And it's, I mean. Yeah, well, I'm looking at one of them anyway. It's legit. It's terribly offensive. <laughs> it's legit offensive. 
get mad about that. <laughs> right? Come on. Let me hear somebody <coughs> argue this. <laughs> Whew. All right. Polar bear cookies. Now, this one is a recent one. This is from 2015. Uh, so, <laughs> we, we, of course, have heard about the Star Starbucks cups thing, which we might mention again later in the list. I don't remember. Oh, gracious. Okay. But Starbucks has had another controversial thing happen in their stores. In 2015, the coffee giant unveiled a polar bear cookie wearing a red scarf. Which sounds innocent enough. However, the scarf is drawn, piped on with icing in such a way that number one, it doesn't connect all the way around the neck. And number two, it's too rounded on pretty much every end of the two dangling pieces and the other side. So it doesn't look like a scarf. It looks like someone slit the throat of the polar bear and it is bleeding out. Nice. <laughs> Here, I'll show you a picture. You see that? Y'all will have to oh Google my. it. Yeah, y'all will have to Google it at home if you don't remember it yourself. I rem- As soon as I saw the picture, I remembered it uh, from the first time I saw it back in 2015. But yeah, needless to say, the imagery of a white polar bear with a bloody neck disturbed quite a few people. <laughs> but see, I got to say that I would have been one of those people that was like, it's clearly a scarf, guys. Get sure. with it. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe the response was exaggerated. Yeah. But at the same time, as a parent with kids yeah. who might see that and get frightened. Yeah. Like, and ah. At the same time, I think it would have been super easy for them to just put like a couple green dots on yeah. it. Yeah. Or pipe it green. Yeah. No one's going to think it's blood then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Oh, man. All right. Uh, The next one is also a relatively recent one. It was the OCD Christmas sweater. Uh, So, Target found itself in hot water when it introduced its obsessive Christmas disorder Christmas sweater. Okay. Disgruntled shoppers complained that the Christmas sweater made light of the mental illness and that the garment trivializes those who suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder. Target spokesman Josh Thomas said in a statement, we never want to disappoint any of our guests and apologize for any discomfort. <clears throat> Number one, that sounds like the uh, weeniest version of an apology <laughs> for this thing, but at the same time, I get it, because it's overblown. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Can't we have a pun? Aren't we allowed to have a pun? No. <laughs> not in our culture and society today. Absolutely not. I can't even believe that you would ask that question, Matt. Uh, all right. Number seven. Naked man nativity scene. <laughs> What's that look, Mo? Are you kidding me? It's hard to imagine that the Vatican's Christmas nativity scene would cause controversy. No. But it has. In 2017, the Vatican unveiled a large nativity scene complete with six-foot-tall figures and a 90-foot-tall spruce tree. 92-foot-tall spruce tree. However, people cannot help but notice the beefy, ripped, naked man in the mix. The scene depicts seven corporal works of mercy. In one scene, a dead man is being buried. In another, a prison is visited, prisoner is visited. The naked man is being clothed. 
Critics argue that the naked man took tension away from the nativity scene. <laughs> Jesus. So what it is is we're seeing, uh, they're trying to make a representation of when Jesus said, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. And the other person, when did I do this, Lord? When you did this for my people, you did this for me. You know that thing? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. But having an actual naked man, very visible, not quite showing off the same. <laughs> Are you Googling images of this too? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. And sadly, the only thing that I can find is where a topless woman removed the baby Jesus from the Vatican nativity scene. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's talk about that one. No. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. That was just last year, guys. That was last year. This was this year where she... <laughs> yep, just recently. Oh, oh man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Those Italians, I tell you. Oh, there it is. Oh, my. Okay, but he's not, like, seriously? It's, I mean, yeah, you're not seeing his dangle or anything, but... Right. <laughs> guys, like... If you go to the Vatican and you see all the artwork that's draped in there, there's going to be thousands of naked people that you see. Women, children, men, you see it all. And (laughs) somebody's making a stink because there is a guy who is, the proper areas are clothed or covered, I should say. (laughs) I think I might would be making a stink about face he's making (laughs) (laughs) all right next up black santa Mm -hmm. as you're probably aware by now racism is still a thing sadly and yet in another example of this frustrating fact retired army captain larry jefferson was handpicked at a santa convention to be santa at the mall of america in bloomington minnesota he was a huge hit with children and parents But as his popularity grew, so did the backlash, since he was black. And some people did not like the thought of a black Santa at all. Do you have a problem with black Santa, Mo? I have no problem with black Santa. (laughs) I mean, what's the issue? Yeah. I don't get it. I mean. Why has he got to be a white man? Right. I mean, St. Nick, sure. But. Santa Claus is an overarching figure, especially as we understand that there's several different people who play Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have a black Santa? Well, I get it. It's fine. All right. Number four, pole dancing at a Christmas parade. I was expecting some sort of response. For nothing. I'm shocked by every <laughs> single thing that you read. <laughs> I'm just in a constant state of shock. I am. So stop waiting for a new response. Uh, What I'm waiting for is to hear the rest of the story. What's his name? And now you know the the rest rest of of the story. story. I'm just waiting because if you let me wonder, you don't want to know. A dance studio in Jacksonville, North Carolina got in trouble when it featured a pole dancing float in a Christmas parade. 
The studio claims it was not using the poles in a seductive or suggestive manner, but rather as displays of athleticism. However, onlookers complained that the demonstration was not appropriate for a family-friendly parade. One pastor was even quoted saying that he had to turn the heads of the kids to keep them from watching the float. I can't help but wonder if he turned his head as well. (laughs) I mean, do you remember earlier this year the kindergarten class or the school that had a yes yeah. had a yeah <laughs> uh, a guest assembly, visitor assembly and it was a pole dance <laughs> because it's athletic I mean, now come on people use your head oh uh, i just don't understand i don't understand what, what people think I'm so sad that it was in Jacksonville, though. Like, (laughs) North Carolina, come on, get it together. You should have known, people. You should have known. Somebody was going (laughs) to raise a fit and get upset about it. Oh, all right. How about this Hallmark sweater, which is actually a ornament shaped like a sweater? Ugly Christmas sweaters can be pretty offensive, especially to some of us who have been gifted with the Christmas fashion sense of, insert your favorite designer's name here. (laughs) Okay. But I have no fashion sense whatsoever, so I digress. However, Hallmark really offended some people with their Christmas sweater design in 2013. Can you figure out why if I show you the picture? Sure, maybe. I mean, I'll try. No? Wait, what was the question? Can you figure out why this is offensive? It says, Don We Now Are Fun fun Apparel. apparel. Yeah. It's offensive because they didn't use the word gay. Gay, of course. (laughs) Of course. But if they had used the word gay, it would have been offensive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more offended that they didn't choose to use the word happy. (laughs) <laughs> like right so uh the change caused many to label hallmark as homophobic which some people calling for a boycott of hallmark uh <laughs> hallmark apologized in a statement saying we've been surprised at the wide range of reactions expressed about the change of lyrics on this ornament and we're really sorry to have caused so much concern they just wanted to <laughs> Apparently, the decision had nothing to do with the word gay. They just wanted to have some fun play on word thing. And they decided to use the word fun instead with their goofy sweater. Because that's definitely not... Well, I don't know where I'm going to go with that. But in the original use of the word gay, that's happy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. this is an ugly Christmas sweater. Those aren't typically deemed happy. They're deemed as a fun thing. I mean, this was literally a we just want to... Make a thing, a pun about fun. That's all they really wanted to do. That's so stupid. It is so stupid. (coughs) Can can we be done with this segment? (laughs) Well, we got one more. The number one list on the list here, Starbucks Christmas cups. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Come a long way since the Christmases of Puritan times. Nevertheless, Christmas controversies have not disappeared. Enter Starbucks. Every year, Starbucks unveils their Christmas cups, much to the delight of everyone. Right? Wrong. 
Fortunately, Starbucks Christmas cups are one of the main Christmas controversies found on this list. Even though Starbucks has been designing Christmas cups since 1997, their cup controversy started in 2015 with the unveiling of their all-red Christmas cup design, which was meant to be a design that welcomes all of our stories turned into a design that felt like it excluded theirs. People, people thought that it was excluding Jesus. So I have a couple options for Starbucks. A couple options? A couple options, okay? Ready? Do it. I think this would help. One, have multiple designs that people can choose their cup when they go to Starbucks, okay? Now, here's the thing. I understand that that would cost a lot of money because you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how many people are going to pick the non-Christian cup over how many people are going to pick the Christian cup over how many people, you know, whatever. So that would be costly. Another option, have a white cup with multiple pictures on it, okay? Multiple Christmas scenes, if you will, maybe a nativity scene or a Christmas tree or Santa and his sleigh all on the same cup wrapped around and purchaser of said cup can color in whichever picture they want okay or lastly just do a chalkboard cup you know how chalkboard is the thing now Mm -hmm. and someone can just draw their own thing or write their own holiday 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 (laughs) note on their own cup (laughs) there you go starbucks i've given you three options (laughs) for next Christmas that I feel like takes a lot of the offensiveness out. I know there's going to be someone offended in some way because that's just the world that we live in, but I feel like it takes a lot of the offensiveness out of it. Yeah. The only thing that I would see with the first stuff of having the different ones is you get there and they run out of one of them and like, you didn't order enough of the Christian cups? Yeah. Did you not think this was a Christian community? I am mm-hmm. offended. Or yeah. vice versa. All right. <laughs> Which is why I think that one is the has the most fail rate. Yeah. That option has the most fail rate. <laughs> but. All right. Well, you know what? We, uh, we spent this hour getting mad. So let's spend the next hour getting happy. Please. So uh, <laughs> stick around with us. We're going to play some more Christmas music for you. When we come back, Christmas memories. Tastes like moist turkey. Stop it! <laughs> Back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo here on this Christmas Eve. It's We're, Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am excited. But then again, tomorrow it's going to come and go and then it's you gone. No, that's the only thing and that. It's another year. Yeah. Then it's just going to be cold and there's no Christmas. Hey, how long do you keep your tree up? <laughs> this was not in the. The question could have two separate answers. So let me let me know what you're really asking. Are how? you asking how long 
would I prefer to keep the tree up <laughs> or how long we actually keep the tree up? In a perfect world, when would you be taking your Christmas tree and decorations down? Probably after the first of the year. Okay. Okay. If you're asking how long, though, it would be... I think we've made it to mid-February before. <laughs> like, I remember asking, is it going to be Valentine's Day before we get this down? And we got it down like two days before Valentine's Day. To be fair, though, you said in a perfect world, sometime after the first of the year. Sure. Would be... yeah. <laughs> that could be next Christmas. Right? <laughs> so... My rule has always been you take it down, you take your tree down before the first because you never go into the new year with an old tree. It's something that my parents always said. It's just a rule that we always lived by. Matt? I'm just trying to think of where it came from. Listen, I don't know where it came from. No idea. But I have nothing but artificial trees. So I'm going into every year with an old tree. So because this year was the first year that I really decorated before Christmas, I'm thinking this may also be the first year that I keep my stuff up after the new year. Yeah. I always I always like to keep it up because I still, like we still turn on our Christmas lights and everything all the way up through New Year's Eve. Yeah. And so, you know, I like to keep it going. Yeah. <clears throat> Technically, the 12 days of Christmas starts with Christmas. And so you're supposed to go all the way through like, what is it, the 5th or 6th or 7th of January? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in different cultures <laughs> and their different uh, Christmases, the way that they celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. it's always, you know, some of them are well into the new year mm-hmm. that they... I can't remember. Italians celebrate Bella Bafana. And that is right around the Christmas season. So they have Christmas and then they have the Bella Bafana where they all burn all of their Christmas trees. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like in a bonfire or yeah. like individually? In a bonfire. Okay. That's cool. They A bunch of people get their Christmas trees together, but it's a, it, it's to ward off the witch that came after Christmas. So, because I don't know all the history of it. The White Witch from Narnia? I don't remember what it was, Matt, to be totally honest. <laughs> but that was the... But they did that on, like, the 5th of January every year. Yeah, okay. So... Tell them that's just a book, man. Right? C.S. Lewis wrote that thing. It's not real. <laughs> all right. Well, here's the news, folks. I've got some Christmas-flavored news for you. of Americans say Christmas should be celebrated in public schools. Three-fourths of Americans agree that Christmas should be celebrated in public schools, says a Rasmussen Reports poll conducted the same week that a Nebraska elementary school principal banned Christmas in her school, right down to the candy canes, Christmas trees, Santa Claus, colors red and green, and elf on the shelf. None of that was allowed. Most Americans continue to believe Christmas should be celebrated in public schools and that there is a place for religious symbols on public land, said the polls analysis, uh, which found that 74% of the residents agreed that Christmas should be celebrated in public schools. 14% disagreed. 12% were unsure when they conducted the survey, December 6th through the 9th. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, as for the religious aspects of it, I understand why they wouldn't want that in public schools. Mm-hmm. 
But Christmas is celebrated by darn near everybody in America. Yeah. I mean, there is a very small percentage of people that don't celebrate Christmas somehow. Mm-hmm. So why is it bad to have red and green decorations? <laughs> a wreath, a tree. Oh, I get it. I honestly, <coughs> nothing surprises me anymore, Matt. I don't. So here's the thing. We, Mila has, she's in second grade, okay? And since the time, I think we covered this last week, but since the time she was born, we have not recognized Santa Claus as the center of Christmas, Hmm. okay? It hasn't been our focus. Well, this year in her classroom, they have an elf on the shelf, okay? And her friends are telling her, that elf is real. He travels back to the North Pole every night and he talks to Santa Claus about what we did. And they're saying this because that's the tradition that they do in their own homes, you know. And so while I completely understand it and I think that it's fun and I think that it's a really good tactic for the teacher to have an elf to keep (laughs) the kids on task and having good behaviors through the month of December. um, I had to convince my daughter that Santa was not real. Her elf does not travel every night back to the North Pole. And it took us going to Target, walking through Target, and her seeing the box of the elf on the shelf and being like, oh, it didn't really come from the North Pole. So I was her, I would have been terrified of that thing. It's like, (laughs) thinking it's real, staring at it. Is it going to move? (laughs) <laughs> does it need to pee? <laughs> Why doesn't it ever eat? <laughs> never moves its limbs, never swings its feet. It just he just, just sits, sits there, there and <laughs> stares at me. Right? <coughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. That whole so, the whole the whole idea of Elf on the Shelf is terrifying to me. Yeah. And I have nightmares. Wow. But anyway, something good. Three-fourths of America say, hey, let's have some Christmas fun, guys. Yeah. Stop being Grinches. And I can agree with that. Yeah. Survey reveals America's favorite Christmas song to sing in the car. You ready for this? Favorite Christmas song to go all karaoke in. What's it called? Is it called car karaoke? What's it called? On that show. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. There's a show? It's, uh, I want to say it's... Is it like a game show? No, I want to say it's one of the late night shows uh, with one of the Jimmys. Really? But I don't remember. No, oh. James. James Corden. James Corden's, I think it's the late, late show or something like that. Okay. Anyway, he does carpool karaoke. That's what it's called. Okay. All right. So what's the best carpool karaoke song? <coughs> well, his family's... Sorry. sorry. His family's you, sorry, are you asking ones. me? Sorry. <laughs> His family takes to the roads and droves over the festive few months. A new study about holiday travel examined the most common shenanigans that go on during holiday car rides. Bobby Helms' 1957 classic, Jingle Bell Rock, emerged as the song drivers and passengers sing along to most commonly. But that's only 37%. So it's not even like a 50% thing. Only 37%, but it's the highest percentage. 
So that means that there's a wide range of songs that uh, people love to sing. Other notable hits Americans enjoy caroling in the car include classic sing-alongs such as Santa Claus Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I Wish You a Merry Christmas. Uh, the study conducted by one poll in conjunction with Quaker State found that two-thirds, 67% of participants, said singing is part of their festive travel, with more than a quarter, 26%, belting out their favorite holiday jams often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all sing in the car? We do. And what's fun, Matt, two <coughs> of my three kids are phenomenal singers. So the three of us will do like three-part harmony. And Topher is a pretty good singer. He's just not the best. He can carry a tune. While Chris is sitting over there driving, like, <laughs> make my life stop <laughs> now. <Kill me> now. <laughs> but we'll bust out into like the old Christmas hymns, Old Holy Night, Away in a Manger, Silent Night. Sure. And we just, we have fun making up our own renditions. <laughs> we can have our own Christmas album one day. <laughs> did I tell you the song that my son came up with? I did. Yes, Shrimp. Shrimpy. Shrimpy the Shrimp Man. Shrimpy. shrimpy the Shrimp Man was a hairy, nasty shrimp. You need to stop singing it on air. Somebody is going to write it and they're going to claim it as their own. <laughs> With a corn cob shrimp. And a button, and a button shrimp. shrimp. And two, two eyes, eyes made, made out, out of shrimp. 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 He loves it. Aww. <laughs> he is your kid. Yep, 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 yep. All right. All right discuss. <laughs> it's time to discuss things. Are you okay? What happened over there? You know, I was just trying to put my shoe on. and Without your socks? <laughs> That's what happens without a sock. Your foot gets all sweaty and sticks to the shoe. Nobody even knows what you're talking about, Matt. Mo doesn't wear socks. Nasty. Nasty business. You nasty. I understand that in the summer. Wearing sandals and whatnot. My feet swell with socks <laughs> put, on. Put a friggin' hunk of meat in a boot without a sock on it. Listen here. My foot is not a hunk of meat, okay? My foot is delicate and beautiful. Stop foot shaming me! <laughs> All you do is shame me all day. It's not even Tuesday. You're not allowed to shame me today. <laughs> oh, it's your early Christmas present. No, I Christmas want is on to return it. Or rather, can I re-gift it? <laughs> <laughs> can I push my foot shame on someone else? I don't think so. I really don't. Uh, all right. So I left this open-ended. For a few minutes of just discussing some of our favorite Christmas memories. Oh, or memories. favorite things about the Christmas season. Okay. So, be happy. Happy and healthy. Have a holly jolly <laughs> Christmas. Okay, so I think growing up, one of my favorite memories is um, making peanut butter cookies with my dad. Yeah. So, uh... He, my dad typically did a lot of the cooking, but not the baking in the house. But peanut butter cookies are super easy, yeah. right? So I can remember from a very, very young age, him making peanut butter cookies at Christmas. And I would always get to do the fork impressions mm. in the top, you know. And my dad. <coughs> I don't know why, but that just makes the cookie. It does. It really does. It does. But my dad is not a singer at all. But 
at Christmas time when he would sing, and maybe that's why I like singing those old Christmas carols, but when he would sing Oh Holy Night and Away in a Manger, yeah. he had this deep, raspy voice and when he would sing it it sounded so beautiful <laughs> he'd sing anything else throughout the rest of the year and i was like okay you're done i'm gonna You've put a spoon in my ear if you don't stop you gotta stop <laughs> but when he would sing christmas carols so for me just thinking about being in the kitchen with my dad baking peanut butter cookies and him singing very much off key but somehow beautifully those old time christmas carols that makes me happy that's cool uh let's see the first thing that i thought of was in fourth grade, no, third grade, third grade, our, our Catholic school that I grew up in did a Christmas play every year, and everybody from every grade was allowed to participate and even try out for certain roles. Well, in third grade, I did not try out for anything, but they let you have a full script anyway. And so I had a small role. I didn't even speak or anything, but I had a full script. Um, and <clears throat> I basically memorized that thing just kind of by accident i didn't really set out to memorize it yeah but i did and so i knew everybody's line so when they were going and practicing and whatever and someone couldn't uh, remember their line my teacher made it a running gag they would ask me what's the line like, you do this <laughs> and, you know so that was funny so we had it was it was a play revolving around the three wise men mm-hmm. and one of the wise men and these were all like fifth and sixth graders. I was in third grade. One of the wise men got sick. Of course. And so one day I got asked, hey, so I know you didn't try out for this, but you know all the lines. Can you be the other wise man? And I was like, what? All right. Sure. So I got to be up there. We were doing the rehearsal and the newspaper came during the rehearsal and took the picture of us. And I got to be in the paper. That's the three wise men on there. But then... Dude tried to come back on the day of the performance. He's like, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Five minutes before we were supposed to start, he has collapsed outside the church in the grass, uh, having just puked. Aww. And he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to take the costume that he was wearing and puking in. Of course. And put it on. But uh, that was fun. I don't even remember doing the play specifically. I just remember everything leading up to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I remember. It was neat getting to be a part of that. I think <coughs> the very first Christmas play that I was in, I was two. And um, I went to a daycare that was in a church. And so they put on this little Christmas performance. Of course, I don't remember it because I was only two, <laughs> but there's pictures of it and I've heard the stories a million times. But as my, I lived with my grandparents mostly at the time. And so as my grandparents walked in, I can see my pop and I'm just waving, you know, erratically at him the whole time during the performance, just smiling and waving because <laughs> I was so excited to see him like most little kids do, you know, mm. and the only line that I had said something about Mary and Joseph, and it was Mary and Jophus. <laughs> so for years, years <laughs> after, my grandparents would say, hey, Meg, you want to go get Mary and Jophus for the nativity? <laughs> you guys are very funny. I'm never going to live it down. Shame right? <laughs> in front of everybody. Never going to live it joke. down. 
It was cute. I was only two. Gosh. Mary and Jofus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, have you ever been to a Christmas VBS? Oh, no. I remember one year, uh, the church, <coughs> a church that I had never been to. Uh, it was one of those kind of old-timey churches, ones that have, like, the old building and the bell tower and okay. whatnot, but they still hold normal church in there. Okay. Uh, and they had, like, a little Christmas VBS for five days, and the only thing that I remember is that they awarded prizes for the best male and female singer, and we did a little Christmas concert, and I got the male prize, and it was a, uh, of all things... It was a tie pin that said Jesus on it. <laughs> I didn't even own a fake tie. I was going to say. Okay, then. <laughs> but I remember getting it, and I uh, cherished that thing. I cherished it for a while. Yeah. Till someone stole it. You know, almost every year after VBS, like leading up to VBS, as, okay, so I've been the VBS director at Highland for a few years. Um, and every year leading up to it and the week before I'm like stressing out and, oh, this is the worst time ever. I don't know what I'm going to do. Why mm-hmm. do I keep doing this to myself? <sighs> but then the week of VBS happens and the very last night I always say, this was so great. I wish it was longer. We should do it again. <laughs> and one year I said, we should have a Christmas VBS. We should do it in six months in December and have a Christmas-themed VBS. <laughs> it was your wife that was like, uh, we should not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about no? How about mm-mm. How about it's already stressful enough trying to do it in the summer when we have free time. Right. Let alone trying to cram it into December. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. That and, would be uh, I don't think crazy. I've seen one in any of our areas anyway ever since then. Yeah. But this was in Hobbs, so it wasn't far away. It was two and a half hours away from where we're at. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Oh, it was really fun doing, you know, typical VBS things, but geared towards Christmas. You yeah. Know, it was just really fun. You had Christmas crafts and Christmas games. And yeah. Well, it was really neat. I mean, when you think about it, it could be so cool so much fun the music is pretty much taken care of yeah. itself yeah. you know crafts are super easy do gifts to be given but at the same time like there's no better time throughout the year not a more perfect time throughout the year to really learn about jesus for an right. entire week right yeah you know anyway so that's what i remember <laughs> i think they were on to something they were ahead of their time <laughs> I think it's impressive. What, Matt, is a family tradition that you always did growing up and now you all do? Nothing. Silence. In my family, nothing. Really? Honestly, yeah. We didn't have many traditions. Um, we never we never did Thanksgiving, so our big meal was always on Christmas. Okay. Um, but there wasn't anything specifically ours you know that we did that wasn't a common thing we ate a meal we tore into presents that was about it <coughs> someone was watching uh either did they do a game on christmas the football game uh-huh. on christmas yeah so we'd always watch football game on christmas i think uh i remember playing football with uh one of them nerf vortex footballs yeah out in the out in the street 
couple years with my older brother. I was I was so ghetto, I played football in the street. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to say was, but ghetto, sorry. That was, that was not a good insult. That was probably slightly <laughs> offensive. Um, but my wife's family, on the other hand, they've done a dated bulb mm-hmm. thing where every year they get a dated bulb and they write down in the box for the bulb a bunch of different things that have happened that year. What's special about that year, where they live, uh, and all that. And then every year on Thanksgiving, after they eat dinner, they sit down and they decorate the tree. But the first thing they do is put all the bulbs on and they go through them one by one, reading everything about where they were that year, what was special about it. And so that's something that Deidre and I have done since we got married. Yeah. And they even gave us our first bulb. Uh, which was, you know, a marriage bulb, of mm-hmm. course. <coughs> so that's, that's really cool. I guess that's the question. Yeah. What about you? Uh... I figured you already had an answer, and that's why you were asking the question. So eventually, it would come back to you. <laughs> I, you know, now that I think back to it, I don't really remember anything that we did every single year. Aside from baked cookies. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. Not everybody does. Yeah. Um, my brother and I, we admitted this to my mom over Thanksgiving. Um, but my brother and I, every year, would figure out where our parents had been hiding the Christmas gifts. And <laughs> we would obviously either unwrap them and then rewrap them or look at them and play with them and put them back in the box and and put them back. My mom had no idea. So, and I don't even remember what brought the conversation up, but as we're having Thanksgiving dinner, something comes up about Christmas presents and my brother's like, yeah, you guys always hid the Christmas presents under the waterbed. And my mom just kind of looked at my brother and I was like, yeah, they did, huh? I was like, we figured that out early on. And then I was like, but wait, except for that one year where they hid them in their closet. And Tony's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And we unwrapped every single one of them that year. And my mom, just this look of like devastation and shock on her face as her 26-year-old and 33-year-old are telling her, we already knew every single year what we were getting for Christmas. Every year. Uh, yep. You know, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. But more so as an adult, I've tried to figure out what I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, and not just from like my wife, or, but from everybody. Because I am terrified of having a moment where I open up a gift and I react poorly to yes. it. So I always try to figure out what I'm getting. And uh, that way I'm prepared for... Uh, <laughs> Worst like, case hey, scenario. Well, hey, this is cool. I could use this. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah. has happened to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, it's been ever since the eighth, ever since the eighth grade, my eighth grade Christmas, when everything I got was terrible. It was just like the... I mean, I don't want to make Christmas all about the gifts, but this was n- just the worst pile of garbage I've ever been given by my entire family. 
Maybe it was a tough year that year. Oh, no. Oh. Because <laughs> my, my nephew's got big old expensive junk. I got Garbage. A, a soccer wall clock that, number one, I didn't like soccer all that much. Number two, it was plastic and cardboard. Number three, it stopped working the same day I opened it. Were you bad a, that year, I Dad? don't know, I guess. <laughs> I got a package of socks, which uh, were both unnecessary because I had a lot of socks, and socks I hated. Socks that went all the way up to the knee. Hmm. I don't wear those. I've never asked for those. I don't want those. And then the only other thing I got, those were the two things. And then the third thing was a universal remote control. So I could use that on both my... DVD player and television, which I'm pretty sure my DVD player could turn on and off my television, my DVD player remote. Yeah. And so I'm like, thanks, guys. Oh, and they wrapped the batteries for that, too. So I did have four things. I'm thinking you were bad that year. I had to have been, I guess. Uh, you were awful that year. So I got nothing. It was It was bad. I'm just like, every everything I opened. Oh, yeah. And the last thing I opened was the batteries. They didn't stagger it. So I'm like, all right, well, this was Christmas. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, and done. <coughs> and that was the same year that my parents uh, made Christmas dinner or whatever. They sent me and my nephew off to a movie. Uh-huh, and they ate, and without, then ate you. without us. And that's like was my favorite part of Christmas growing up was yeah. eating the Christmas dinner with family. Like, oh, we didn't think you'd mind. You ruined Christmas. <laughs> that was it. Was just a terrible. Felt Christmas. like Kevin McAllister. And when I grow up and I get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, then yeah. the next year, I started dating my now wife, and. Spent most of the Christmas stuff with the Vassars. <laughs> I think that they would be a uh, fun family to spend. They really are. Yeah. Christmas with. They have so many fun traditions. They go all out. They go I, all the way out. I had a devastating Christmas experience when I was about 16. And yeah. I my parents had divorced the year before. Mm. And um, I had decided to live with my stepdad and his girlfriend instead of with my mom and my dad he loves to gift like that is his love language gifting to others is his love language so and I can remember every year growing up it was a big deal and he loved watching people open those gifts that he got for them you know I can remember my dad coming to my bedroom window when I was like seven or eight years old and passing gifts from his trunk into my window for me to hide under my bed for my mom for Christmas <laughs> so that she wouldn't know where they were. Adorable. Yeah. But he loves, loves <coughs> giving gifts. Yeah. Um, but that year, you know, I'm 16 and he kind of thought she doesn't really want gifts. She wants to be able to buy her own stuff. So I didn't get any gifts mm. under the tree. I got a stocking full of gift cards, which is cool, but I wanted my gifts. Yeah, there's no like experience like, to yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted to open up stuff. And so he's all excited as I'm pulling out gift card after gift card after gift card, you know. And I got some other things like perfume and makeup and things like that. But 
I just looked at him and I was like, where are the gifts? And he just took total offense to that. Like, I didn't get you gifts, but I got you all these gift cards and blah, 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 blah. And of course, I'm devastated because I didn't get any gifts. And now I've hurt my dad's feelings and I seem ungrateful and like the worst person (laughs) ever on Christmas. And my dad's upset. So yeah, I stayed in my room and cried the whole day. (laughs) I didn't know how to feel. Like, Do I feel sad that I hurt his feelings or do I feel sad that I didn't get gifts or do I feel just like scum of the earth because... You're right. It's not about the presence, but it was so about the presence. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be good Christmas memories, and we've both been sharing terrible ones now. Oh, well. <laughs> our lives and are now terrible. we're out of time mode. Now we're out of time. Our mode. lives are terrible. What can I say? <laughs> well, let's wrap up with your favorite segment of the show. Okay. Ask us anything. Oh? Uh-huh. Today. Hey, that was Tim the Toolman Taylor. And that's how you spell it. A-U-A. Oh. Okay, you're right. Never mind. But it was Tim the Toolman yeah, Taylor. It was. Okay. Um, it's the Santa Claus, man. Yeah. Our question for the day What is the most memorable gift you've ever been given? I was given this soccer wall clock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So specifically, this question does not mention Christmas, so I'm going to be going with a birthday present. Matt. Uh, It's Christmas Eve. You're supposed to be talking Christmas. I'm pretty sure the question says ever. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um... Actually, you know what? I don't really remember if it was a birthday present or a Christmas present now that now that you mention it. See. So maybe it was. Who knows? <coughs> but uh, my wife, whom I guess we were, I think we were still, yeah, we were just dating at the time. Um, she and her dad made me a table. Oh. That yeah. spelled out Matthew and Daedra uh-huh. on the top. It was really neat. And uh, Deidre did a lot of the work herself. And, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. They shellacked it 500,000 times so we could put anything on it and it wouldn't get stained or whatever. But, I mean, it was nice. And uh, then my son broke it this year. Yep. (laughs) And then... (laughs) So my son broke it because he slid in his socks and smashed into it and broke one of the legs off but that's all it was it was one leg we could have fixed it then Deidre took it outside to put it in the trunk of her oh, car that's right and set it behind the car forgot it was there ran over it <laughs> now it's in like seven pieces it still hasn't been it's, fixed it still could be put together but nobody's had the time and <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares enough and it's got to be greg because if we're gonna fix it we got to fix it with clamps and junk which he yeah. has and, and yeah so but it lasted for 17 years yeah well, 16 probably 16 years but uh yeah i love that thing i remember getting that and just being absolutely blown away by it and it was kind of then when i figured all right she's probably gonna marry me Aww. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> she clearly made me something that's supposed to last many, many years. Right? <laughs> Aww. That's uh, sweet. Yeah. I, so I can't like pinpoint one gift. I've had a lot of really cool gifts over the years. Yeah. Um, but because Topher was born five days before Christmas, 
Poor kid. <laughs> he actually has like a really enjoyable Christmas holiday season because he celebrates his birthday and then five days later, you know, he gets the sweets from his birthday cake and then a full week of sweets with cookies and <laughs> a full week of yeah. gifts. I and... mean, when it comes to the time, sure, it's going to be great. But then the rest of the year, there's no staggering. There's That's no, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say when they brought him to me for the first time, he was in a little stocking. <laughs> they wrapped him, you know, swaddled oh. him and stuck him in a little stocking that said Merry Christmas and gave him a little red hat. So he looked like a little gift. That a... is adorable. Mm-hmm. I still have the stocking. I pull it out every year and look at it. And I'm like, you used to fit in this. <laughs> and yep. you're like, shut up, Mom. I know. I'm almost 13. I know, right? Oh, no, he's 13 now, right? He's yeah, 13, 13 now. Goodness. Ugh. Teenager. Hormone time. Ugh. It's going to be a hairy monster. And in Slither, a year, slithering around your house. In a year and four months, I will have another teenager. Oof. Huh. For some reason, I thought you were saying you're gonna have another kid. Oh gosh! <laughs> like you're gonna have a fourth kid. You're gonna have a fourth. How do you kid? know you're pregnant this far out? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we're planning when we're going to get pregnant. <laughs> right. Exactly from five months from now. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right folks it is christmas eve even though it's monday we're not doing manic monday we're playing christmas music all day today all day tomorrow stick around we'll be back soon to close out our show Closing out our Christmas Eve show. Thank you for being here with us. We've got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Luke 2, 11 through 12. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And our thought for the day comes from Richard Fairchild. May the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love represented by the birth in Bethlehem this night fill our lives and become part of all that we have, part of all that we say and do. So close to being perfect. Sorry. You ruined our entire Christmas episode. It's <laughs> my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we are usually here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together through podcasts for you on backrowradio.com, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, whatever. All right. <laughs> As has been the case all morning, we're playing nothing but Christmas music all day today and all day tomorrow as well. No show tomorrow, but the greatest Christmas music from the best Christian artist will return back on Wednesday and Thursday for some flashback episodes. And our normal show should return December 31st. Hey, Mo. What's the final word? <sighs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> 
and a happy new year. May all your dreams come true, and may all your turkeys be moist. Oh! <laughs> Gosh! That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. You ruined the Christmas show. You did, <laughs> not me. You. Ah! Oh, bye. <laughs>